Hello and welcome everyone to episode 35 of the Apt EVs podcast. I'm your host, Chris Rogers, and today we'll be talking about the Aptera news for the period between October 31st and November 6th, 2021. In this week's episode, I'll be talking about the latest monthly update from Aptera and some news about the factory development. Hello and welcome everyone once again to the most prestigious Aptera Sunday podcast. Um, The first piece of news for this week is once again, Aptera was kind enough to put together one of their monthly update videos and um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to talk through that. There is a lot of really cool news and updates. Um, but first, before we jump into that, um, I wanted to highlight something that may have gone under the radar, which was Aptera's representation at the most recent United Climate Change Conference. That's the, the Conference of the Parties 26 or COP26 in Glasgow, Scotland. Um, for those who are unaware, the, you know, the, the conference is uh, it's it's a it's part of a climate change conference that's run by the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. Um, this is the the I think this is one of the the first big ones after the Paris Agreement had been signed, and they were supposed to meet last year, but that got delayed due to to COVID. And so you know, they the goal is to to talk about new pledges towards or nations reducing their their emissions in order to combat climate change and the reason that's relevant to aptera is that um, there were uh, several aptera ambassadors who were who were there present and in addition to co-ceo chris anthony uh, who also i i believe went to um, the went to the the meeting they Aptera posted a, a little story on it on their website, which I'm going to link in the show notes. And just overall, you know, hats off to to David Randall and the the rest of the the Aptera ambassadors who who went to that. But you know, it, it's just a another another cool reminder of of Aptera's role in you know what one is. It's a core component of their mission their mission in terms of advancing sustainable transportation and that they were able to be represented at this this large global meeting. Um, with that out of the way, we'll jump into the, the main news story of the week, um, which was the, the monthly update. And part of that discussion, I'm gonna jump into some uh, really cool updates on the factory development. Um, so, you know, starting, you're just going through the the video which again i will i'll provide a link to in the show notes uh chris anthony who presented on this he let everyone know that aptera is moving on to the beta phase of development and that means that they're they're already starting building the parts for the vehicle they've completed the the front suspension and sounds like the rear suspension as well their goal is to make around six to twelve vehicles um, focusing on i guess validating the parts as well as the safety features of the vehicle um, and it you know one one tidbit or side note in there was that chris specifically pointed out that these beta vehicles will not be pretty because they're they're mostly intended like uh, to be for vendors he contrasted that with there was a behind him there is an image of 
the three alpha vehicles, Noir, Soul, and and Luna, um, which clearly, you know, they were, I didn't realize how much they were intended to be, I guess, the visual representation that everyone would see. I, I thought that would go maybe more into the, the beta vehicle, considering the design changes. Um, but it, overall, you know, that 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 is a, my first takeaway from that is, is that it, instead of, um, I guess it's just that the alpha vehicles are going to play a much bigger role in the marketing of the vehicle than I had believed um, uh, initially. You know, I was concerned, and I think I said in last week's episode that I'm glad that they're focusing their efforts on the beta development vehicles because they probably don't have the resources to provide beta vehicles to Aptera enthusiasts, um, you know, for, you know, for test drives and and such but it sounds like you know part of the reason why they work so hard on on noir soul and luna is because they're going to use those to to show to to prospective customers um i'm i am curious if that means that they'll they'll actually allow uh, people and media to drive around in the aptera um, because there there are certain aspects of those alpha development vehicles that make the experience worse you know for example the suspension is rougher, the ingress and egress is less comfortable, and they, they don't want to give the wrong idea that this is this will be the final version, and so they'll have to be careful about that messaging. At the same time, if they're going to use the alpha vehicles as you know mules that won't drive around um, to show up at auto shows to allow people to get inside of them both across the U.S. and, and around the world, then I think that could go a long way of promoting the, the vehicle. Um, you know, right now, Aptera, you know, they've been pumping, you know, they've been tweeting about how they're the finalists for compact zero emission vehicles at the Los Angeles Auto Show. And presumably that would mean that if, if they win, they're they're going to have something at the actual auto show. And, and I guess it'll be the alpha alpha prototypes that we'll be seeing. But I guess time will tell. But hopefully, you know, as, as fans around the world, we'll we'll be able to you know they're they're planning on on getting those vehicles around, um, and I guess I, I think that was a hint by by Chris that you know that the you wouldn't spend so much time making those alpha prototypes beautiful if you're just going to take a few pictures of them. Um, the the second the major announcement which I'm going to take some time to talk about now was about the Carlsbad facility, um, which the the move to that the transition to that facility has already begun. And while it was, you know, just brought up as an aside in the, the monthly update after, I, I'm pretty sure it was after the monthly update video, Aptera posted a longer story on its website, which I'll link to in the show notes, um, talking about the, the Carlsbad facility. Um, and, and they provided a, a lot more detail and, and some really interesting pieces of information, you know, starting with the exact square footage, it's 77,147 square feet. Don't ask me what that is. And in meter squared because you know I, I i do not know <laughs> i guess i could look that up um and there will be additional space of sixteen thousand and eight thousand square feet respectively for the beta development r d and the solar composite manufacturing um, additionally on the website it, it went on to say that aptera's vp of production and procurement pablo yukar um, will be he, he provided some more details on Aptera's production roadmap, specifically that they're currently working 
towards the production of the first few hundred Paradigm Edition vehicles before ramping up to 250 vehicles per month. Ultimately, their target production rate for the Carlsbad facility will be 40 vehicles per day, which that probably equates to about 800 to 1200 vehicles per month. And the, you know, the, the growth of the manufacturing and engineering staff at that Carlsbad facility will need to grow by three and a half times in the next three years. And the, the last interesting bit of information, um, which has been brought up before, but I wanted to reemphasize here, is that Aptera wants the Carlsbad facility to be the first of many micro factories strategically placed in locations around the world to build and service Aptera's growing fleet. And so before jumping back into the rest of the monthly update, I wanted to spend some time talking about the information on that that posting. Um, you know, first, if you it, about the overall timeline, because if, if you piece together past statements about beginning production likely after Q2 2022 and then building up to 250 vehicles per month, um, that probably means that in the best case scenario that there will be about maybe a thousand Apteras or so beginning with the first, you know, paradigm edition in customers' hands by the end of next year, that's 2022. And I think it's important to keep in mind that when you're reserving a vehicle now, that there are that there are already 13,000 reservations in place. That, that was also included in the same posting um, that there are 13,000 reservations. Um, and, you know, they're probably not going to go through the first round you know, all of those 13,000 customers until at some point in 2023. And while I think that's a, a long time to, to wait for a car if you're reserving it now, it also means that the longer that you wait to reserve an Aptera, you know, the, the further back you're going to end up in, in the queue. And so everyone's situation is different. But, you know, I, I just wanted to, you know, I, I thought it was important to just kind of talk out what that that means in terms of that production ramp because you know it's exciting at all you know once once the first vehicle comes out that production line goes into customers hands that's great for the company that's great for the future but for those who want this to be their their next car and they're trying to figure out the timing you know that that's where i see it coming into place that you know they're they're looking to get into production sometime midway in next year and then they're going to be steadily building up to 250 vehicles per month you know if you just you, you just do the math out on that it it's it's gonna take them a while to get to you know both their their target production rate as well as to to get through all of those reservations meanwhile there, there are new reservations coming in all of the time and so that that initial number will continue to grow especially as they get closer and more interest for the vehicle Second, second big point on that the factory update is I think that this posting is the first time that Aptera has spoken of the, the local facilities that is the future micro factories being used to aid the servicing of Aptera's. Uh, previously, Aptera stated that they would use a network of Aptera service vans that would either, you know, ship parts to you or travel to you in, in some sort of car or vehicle to do what you know to, to meet you where you're at um 
and in, I don't want to, you know, maybe I'm reading too much into um, that specific phrasing that of build and service Aptera's growing fleet, but I think the idea of using the micro factories, um, you know, not just to provide the, the parts and support, um, <coughs> I, I think that's a, I think that that's going to be a critical part of success, you know, building these small locations alongside, you know, the growth and the, the customer base. And I think the the best comparison here, you know, once again, as always is when you're talking about electric vehicles, it, it's Tesla, which has really struggled with inconsistent uh, vehicle servicing, you know, on, you know, one of the causes is likely the fact, you know, you know, They've got such a, there's so many vehicles that they have on the road now, but, you know, they only manufacture parts at three facilities around the world. Um, there's the one in Fremont, there's the one in Nevada, and there's the one in, in Shanghai. And so you're talking about a, a few million vehicles, but only three places um, for, you know, a heavily vertically integrated company that basically does everything there's themselves. You know, if Tesla isn't able to get you uh, a new door, a new battery pack, a new anything, new heat pump you know you're you're just stuck uh, waiting and you know depending on where you are in the world um you know it, it's one thing if you're if you're waiting to service and you live in the bay area in california um you know once they have their factory in in texas and in, and in germany online it'll make things easier but for it this is something i've heard complained about frequently from customers in in europe where if something goes wrong, you know, who knows how long it's going to take, um, you know, for and and some countries, I've also learned this um, with Tesla, the the quote unquote the the headquarters for certain countries are, you know, you know, it, uh, I think this is what it was explained to me, the headquarters for Tesla servicing in Dubai, that's in the United Arab Emirates, is in the the Netherlands, and and so. You know, if you're trying to get servicing, you have to you have to talk to someone in another country and then it has to be, you know, parts will have to be shipped to you from, you know, another country altogether. And, and so, you know, I guess if if Aptera is able to do these micro factories, that could really, really, really help out with this. And in addition to their, you know, supporting right to repair. Um, and so and when you think about, you know, you know, micro factories itself that implies a, a smaller footprint with lower associated costs to, to build and, and scale up. And so if, if Aptera is able to pull that off, you know, I, I think yeah, I think they're going to be able to avoid a lot of the challenges that we're going to increasingly see that um, that that these electric vehicle startups are, are facing. And and lastly, um, while, you know, going back to the these factory announcements, while it sounds like Pablo Ucar's experience has been has been vital, um, you know, to Aptera, you know, the posting specifically mentioned that Aptera has made significant progress in supplier agreements, at, you know, and signing those at a greater scale than anticipated. Um, we're going to have to wait and see over the next year, you know, of how much the the global supply chain disruption and Aptera's innovative design is is going to impact production. Um, you know, one of the biggest advantages of Aptera is that, you know, with the composite materials and, and only six major structural body parts, you know, thus negating the need for expensive, heavy machinery in these micro factories, um, you know, you know, will that make the creation of, of 
of new factories, you know, easier, quicker, we don't know yet. You know, my hope is that, um, you know, with Pablo's experience, you know, they're, they're going to be able to get the Carlsbad facility, you know, up and running, you know, quicker than other EV startups have, have faced because, you know, they're just not, you know, they're not, you know, they're not procuring massive uh, metal, uh, you know, machines that are, that are stamping the bodies, you know, you know they don't have, they're not going to have a paint facility because everything is done with the composites and, and wraps, which is, you know, it's going to cost way, way, way less. I think that's actually one of the reasons why the Tesla Cybertruck is supposed to actually be cheaper for, um, for Tesla to manufacture is that the stainless steel body is, is not going to be painted at all. I, I think there, there's just going to be no paint facility. And so, it's possible that everything that we've seen with electric vehicle startups isn't really going to be applicable to Aptera, but you know, really, only time will tell. You know whether or not this will this will work out as well as they plan. You know, the the best laid plans can be can be undone. You know, pretty quickly. All right. So now jumping back to the rest of the updates in the monthly webinar, um, one of the the other points that they made or that Chris made was that. Uh, more than 10,000 investors um, have have jumped on in this latest uh, $40 million funding round, which is which is great. When you pair that along with the 13,000 reservations and and growing, you know, there's you can tell that there's there's real momentum here with this this vehicle. And and lastly, I want to wrap things up with a few quick hits on on beta development, which. I would encourage you, it's going to be hard to describe visually, you know, I would encourage you to watch the video to see what it is that that I'm talking about and summarizing here. The first is that the body and white tooling has been finished and Aptera has begun making parts for the car. The second is that in the front suspension or the front control arms, you know, they've, they've made the updates so that the, the wires that attach the hub motors to the rest of the vehicle are now fully hidden within the front control arms. This is something you can see in the alpha models where you've got, you know, those those front wheels that are apart from the, the main body of the car. And you can see some cabling that, that's kind of loose and, you know, that, that's been driving a bunch of people nuts. But they have they have they have finally finished that design. And and lastly, um, I thought this was interesting, was that they're they're designing these solar panels to last at least 10 years on on the vehicle. And while I can say that, you know, typically for a stationary system, you know, the the warranty for solar panels is in the expected lifetime is 20 to 25 years. It that doesn't surprise me that on a car they're anticipating it to be, um, I guess, uh, a little less than than half of that. Um, but, you know, I think they've Aptera's made it pretty clear that everything is going to be fairly easy to to upgrade and, and change out. And so apart from just normal degradation that you see from solar over time, you know, I, you know, if, if your solar panels on your Aptera last 10 years, um, you could think about advancements in efficiency um, from 10 years from now. And it, I think it's really cool to think that instead of 40 miles per day in 2022 on your Aptera in 2032, you know, you, you might get um, a minimum 60 miles or, or 100 miles per day. But we, you know, that'll depend on technological developments. So um, overall, I thought that was a, a pretty cool, pretty cool fact 
that was was shared in the monthly update. Um, and so in conclusion, um, I would say that the most recent monthly update was just that's a, just another you know, I'm, I'm very grateful for these. It's another very informative uh, summary of, of the kind of work that's going on. Um, I, I thought it's you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping that I'm reading this correctly on on the way that I guess Chris was cautioning, you know, not to not to weigh too much in how the beta development vehicles look and that they don't look as beautiful as the, the alpha ones that that they're going to start touring these around the country is because, you know, I don't live in the San Diego area. Um, you know, I don't know when the next time I would be out there to even check out the vehicle. But, you know, I, I want to see this and I think everyone else feels the same. And so in the meantime, we'll continue to look out for the, the next monthly updates. And, and I guess we'll be stay tuned for for more. And that concludes episode 35 of the Apt EVs podcast. Um, I hope that you found this episode interesting. And as always, thank you very much for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, please tell a friend so that we can continue to grow the Aptera movement. Also, if you really like the podcast, I'm, I include my referral link in the show notes, which will provide you $30 off your refundable $100 reservation for an Aptera if you just use my, my link and referral code. The Apt EVs podcast is available on pretty much every podcasting platform, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, um, Spotify, etc., etc. If you have any questions or feedback, including corrections, you know, please send those to aptevspodcast at gmail.com or you can find me on Twitter at apt underscore EVs podcast. I once again, I, I wish I didn't have to keep making these apologies, but you know, it, it turns out there is a, a fan running in in the room that I recorded the podcast last week, which led to a, a buzzing uh, sound that I'm sure was was not well enjoyed by by listeners. Uh, in addition to the sounds of of motorcycles and New York City traffic. Um, uh, thank you to OS50 for the song Movies, and in the words of Jeff Kanata, think about what you put out into the world, make it a better place. <laughs> <laughs>